become a patron of Entertainment Landfill. Go to patreon.com slash landfill for details. Entertainment Landfill is made possible by contributions from listeners like you. Thank you. You're listening to Entertainment Landfill. Film, television, pop culture. It's where you find it. Yes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. I am the Jaystrom, and this is ETL Daily, the show recorded at night, weekly. I am here to talk about film, television, and pop culture. I don't do it by myself. I do it with friends. I do it with Stephen the Pop Culture Zillage. Hey. Stephen. What's happening? I also do the show with Mulberry Bell, the Mulberry Historian. Uh, Greetings and salutations. Hello, Bill. How's it going? Hello. It's crazy. It's a crazy night in Ohio. <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> what's crazy? Oh, sorry. I just got to come here. <clears throat> I don't have a cough button. I'm sorry. It was very unprofessional. What do they call it? The cough drop? Uh, yeah, I don't have that. <clears throat> sorry. It needs a lozenge. Yeah, sorry. I do need a lozenge. I just need to clear my throat. But, okay, Bill, here in Texas, it has gone from winter, which was last week or the week before, mm-hmm. you know, with friggin' iced over to now it's 70 degrees today now i'm not saying that to rub it in your face no that's what it was last week here yeah so it snowed two weeks ago here so it's when you told me it's blizzardy there i was like holy shit there's like it's still winter where you're at yeah you know it it doesn't want to decide what it wants to be uh which is kind of a pain in the ass because uh I think three weeks ago, Natalie and I got our first set of egg-laying chickens, and they're pretty much full-grown at this point and want to be in a coop, and we have yet to build it because the weather hasn't been cooperating. Wow. Talk about that a second. You have chickens. We have chickens. We, we, we went to the tractor supply and on a complete and total impulse buy, uh, ended up getting uh, – we, uh, we ended up getting – I think six – the rule in Ohio is you have to buy six chickens. You can't wow. just go in and go, hey, give me two. Hey, give me three. Uh, so you have to buy six. I don't know why. Like chicken tonight. Like chicken tonight. Like chicken tonight. Why was it, Natalie? Oh, so you don't give your way to your daughter for Easter, uh, which makes sense. So, uh, yeah, we have, we have uh, six. We figured out tonight that they're golden comets, which are just egg-laying chickens. Oh. And uh, the reason why it was crazy tonight was we drove uh, to Delaware, Ohio, about an hour north of where we are, and picked up our uh, next six chicks, which are uh, considered Easter eggers. So they lay green it's eggs. Some dry-ass and- chicken. Hmm? We didn't get any Easter eggers. What did we get? Crested cream lake bars. But we, they lay fancy eggs. 
So, yeah, we have chickens, and we're going to be starting on the coop this weekend. Are you weekend. talking to me or Natalie? <laughs> I'm talking to you. Oh, Sorry. okay. So, yeah, it's, uh, uh, you're, it's you're been raising, interesting. You're raising chicks so they become chickens who lay eggs, right? Yes. That's cool. And, you yeah, know, what's funny is uh, uh, I'm thinking it wasn't last year, but the year before at Emma's school, they had like a like a farm type of day where you learn all about farming and you learn about chickens and stuff. And, uh, you know, the kids asked, like, why isn't there a baby chicken there? And they would say, because well, it hasn't been fertilized. And I was staying at the back of the room. and I was like. Oh, okay. You know, it's like, I didn't even know either. <laughs> yeah, like, I think most people think whenever a, a chicken lays an egg that you're eating a, a baby chicken. But, yeah, right. it hasn't been fertilized, so you're just eating the yolk. Yeah, like there's, I think, is that an urban legend that somebody, like, bought eggs at the store and they open it up and there's a dead chick inside? Well, I mean, it it's entirely happened. possible if it was fertilized, but... Uh, it would happen, yeah, if it was uh, some really shitty farmer who... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody, somebody just dropped off a, a, a fertilized egg and be like, hmm, somebody will think this is delicious. That got mixed up with the fertilized eggs or something. Well, I know like in, that. like, China they eat, uh, like, fermented dead baby chickens that are in eggs or something. Right, right. Remember, dis- uh, Gordon Ramsay did that. Yeah, wasn't it? It was on Fear Factor, too, and then they have those 1,000-year-old eggs that are, like, black eggs. Pekka. Pekka. Yeah, he uh, ate... He was in Cambodia, wasn't he? I think so. Mm. And he ate That's the, the place uh, to eat it, really. Mm-hmm. That, it's safe, and there's probably, you know... Uh, oh, God, yeah. The FDA food... FDA regulations the, and stuff. Oh, yeah. The regulations in Cambodia are top-notch. Why is the soap opera on right now in the evening? That's weird. I just turned around, and, like, uh, a soap is on TV. You recorded One Life to Live. Oh, I see. Um... Never mind. It was a recording. Dude, I think I've had a stroke today because, okay, here's what happened before the show. I started the feed and I started hearing feedback, which has happened before, Bill, where uh, in the nimchat.com, there's a player that you have to mute on my end or I hear the show coming back to me, right? Yes. Well, I closed that and I was like, I still hear it. I still hear it. Oh, my God, this is totally jacked. And I said, forget it. And I quit it. Okay, the show's not going to be live. Everything's gone to hell. Whatever. But then uh, I was like, here, Steven, check this out. And I realized that I had two NimChats open. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) In the browser. And it was the second one that was unmuted. And and it's funny because in... uh, on Facebook, I wrote, the live feed is jacked. I don't know what to do this short of no, uh, this short of nice. I didn't even type it right. As God. Yeah, you made fun of my This short of niceties. The show is live. Nobody's going to listen anyway. But, uh, <laughs> that just gives you an idea. So basically, Emma had a dance tonight that uh, we got her ready for, and she went off to that. And then I was sitting at the computer. She started texting me, can you come pick me up? And I was like, it's supposed to end at 730. What are you doing? You're killing me. And she was getting a ride home from somebody. She goes, I got a headache because of the music. Can I come home now? And I said, I'm texting her. Do you really need to come home now? I'm kind of busy. Mm. And she goes, okay, I can wait. And it was no big deal. But I was running around, you know, all crazy and stuff. But anyway. She just wasn't having a good time? 
she said she did have a good time. She just had a moment where it was just loud, and she was like, you know what, I want to go home. But once I told her she had to stay, she was okay. Oh, good. So everything's okay with that. So uh, we had a lot of cool entertainment news this week, guys. Yeah, we had a, a metric butt ton of it. I want to I want to start with this one, metric butt ton. I like that. Um, Steven Spielberg is directing uh, Ready Player One, the uh, the book that we've talked about so much on this show that we've all read, and Spielberg is uh, directing it. What do you guys think of that? I hope it stays. I hope, you know, he doesn't drop out for something else or, you know, and I think it's, it's the perfect director for it because I mean, the book was really kind of written in the vein of the films that they like Spielberg films. Yeah. He made in the eighties. My first pick for directing it was Robert Zemeckis. And that was based on the fact that he is so like into like effects. He's an effects guy, you know, uh, in his films, you know, they're all effectsy. I, I got nothing. But well, it would uh, be ideal is if it was like Robert Zemeckis produced by Steven Spielberg under the Amblin Entertainment banner. Yeah. Well, you know, what's funny is when I said Robert Zemeckis, it's because I never thought in a million years someone like Steven Spielberg would direct it. But I yeah. forgot... And uh, uh, Drew McWeeny reminded me, and I, you know, I just watched that documentary not too long ago about the E.T. landfill where they dug it up and all the Atari games. Uh, Steven Spielberg is a huge gamer. Like, he loves games. He plays video games. Uh, oh, yeah. I remember the one year at E3, he was there uh, uh, promoting that game Boom Blocks for mm-hmm. the Wii. Yeah. Which was a fun game. Yeah, so, so yeah. the guy loves video games. He probably read that book and, like, loved it. I c- could see him loving that. And I would love to hear more. I-, I can't wait until we get more info from him, like, why he chose it. Like, if, you know, I, I-, I want to know everything. The only thing I'm kind of bummed about is I remember, uh, obviously, this is before Robin Williams uh, died. Uh, but I heard him on an interview where he, for no reason whatsoever, started talking about Ready Player One. And he just read this book, and he loved it, and now he loved video games. He would have been the perfect James Halliday, I think. Someone like yeah. Robin Williams. But unfortunately, yeah. you know, he can't. But it'll be interesting to see who they cast in the film. I don't really have any choices of who What I find in. really interesting, you, you mentioned the Atari Game Over documentary that uh, Microsoft funded... Mm-hmm. Uh, and the guy that directed that was Zach Penn. Right. The guy who's adapting Ready Player One for the film is Zach Penn. Yep, that's true. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so I think I think right now we're in good hands. Uh, I I hope uh, Eddie Klein or Ernie Klein is is in involved is in involved with it as as much as possible. Yeah, definitely. And now it's just a matter of pulling all those properties or, you know, re-jigging the story because so much of it involves, you know, the films. You know, I see people, uh, (laughs) I'm so stupid. What is wrong with me? Sorry, just, uh, forget it. Steven, you don't need to look at what I'm doing. God, rubbernecker. (laughs) So Steven, go sit on the couch. (laughs) Don't look at my mistakes. I think a lot of those properties are so old that none of the companies will give a shit and they'll let them have it. Like War Games, that's not going to be a big deal to get any kind of, uh, 
you know, any of those video games. We just saw Wreck-It Ralph where they had all these video game things. I don't think it'll be that hard, honestly. Look at Pixels. I mean, I don't even... Is that Sony for uh, the Adam Sandler film where they got got Nintendo properties and uh, Midway properties? So maybe they're getting enough of the back end that they don't mind. Or it brings attention to their games. People want to go actually buy them or play them. Or yeah, totally. Yeah. By the way, that Pixels Adam Sandler movie, is that based on anything or is it just an original? That's, well, I mean, the idea came from that short film, Pixels. Oh. So, yeah, What's I don't that? know where I've they're going seen. with it. I I mean, I have to admit, I mean, I, it looks disastrously awful. It but looks like it could be Fun in a nostalgic way, but also be cheesy as hell. Or yeah, just, I mean it's super cheesy. It's just, obvious. It looks like it could be just stupid, but fun. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I have to admit, like, I got giddy. Like when I saw Pac-Man chomping through, <laughs> yeah. you know, the city, and, and I was the, just like, oh the, my god, that's the greatest thing I've ever seen. I like the Galaga ships. That was yes, and the yeah. centipede stuff. Yeah, and, and like then the you know the the. I loved how the line they had to tell us in the trailer, the line where Adam Sandler goes, Donkey Kong. Yeah. Like it's like, yeah, that's Donkey Kong. It's his old nemesis, Donkey Kong, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I, it, it almost seems like a, a combination of uh, like King of Kong right. mixed with space aliens. Well, yeah, maybe Adam Sandler's character is one of those type of people. Like, they're all, like, high score holders of games, Mm -hmm. and then these aliens come down, and so they're the ones that uh, have to save the world or something like that. Yeah, that's kind of the vibe I'm getting from it. I think all of those... um, uh, All of those Adam Sandler movies are watchable. Yes, they're bad, but Heather and I will sit and watch all of them. You know, it's just like... They're just harmless, fun kind of things. There's, you know, uh, and this looks like it would be especially fun just because it involves video games. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not the biggest Adam Sandler film fan. What? What are you talking about? I mean, I love the classics, you know, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. Hell yeah. Come on. But, uh, yeah, I, I haven't, I honestly haven't seen his most recent ones. What about the one with the... Uh, uh, the brother and sister, where he's twins. What is that called? Nope. Jack and Jill. Jack and nope, Jill. Nope, never saw it. Oh, man, that one's a classic. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm not kidding. On, like, a Free Stars week or something, Heather and I watched that movie, like, three times. It was just so dumb. And uh, Well, I know. Isn't uh, Al Pacino in it? Yeah. And he's infatuated with... Now you're really going to be mad at Adam Sandler. Jill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh... It's really dumb and stupid. I'm not telling you it's good in any way, but you know what's funny about the whole... uh, Not expecting Punch Drunk Love. (laughs) Yeah. Do you guys remember this from Billy Madison where... uh, (laughs) Best video game ever. Where... uh, (laughs) Oh, that's right. uh, He's like... uh, What does he say? He's like... uh, Donkey Kong sucks. (laughs) You know what? You suck. Yeah, so... (laughs) But it's going to be fun. Uh, Steven, why are you coughing on the air? This is ridiculous. <laughs> he needs a lozenge. No, I've been sick all week. I'm trying. I'm oh, no one gave you permission. You little guy, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, little fella. You're being to, too nice. Steven to, needs a buck up. That's why I didn't, I didn't do the show last week because I was sick. Oh. So what do you have? Tuberculosis? Syphilis? I am sick of your attitude. Uh, 
Just rain cold. A rain cold. Walking out in the rain. Well, that's, oh, that's what Roy, Roy Batty came down with that, right? So, um... Just a cold. I'm sorry, Stephen. I hope you feel better. Um, yeah, me too. Wow, I don't mean to be mean. not sound sincere <laughs> at all, Phil. <laughs> yeah, me too. Like, I hope you get worse. <laughs> That's horrible, Bill. I uh, meant it. I, I meant it sincerely. Oh, okay. I, I just didn't think you were being sincere. No, I'm totally sincere. Okay. I sincerely doubt that. <laughs> oh, okay. But uh, so we're all excited about Spielberg directing Ready Player One. And I read somebody say, well, when's he going to make this? It's like three years away, right? Okay. On a film like this, you need pre-production. You need, oh, God, like, yeah. Uh, Set design and all this stuff, you need a lot of prep time. So three years, if it takes that, doesn't bother me as long as they get it right. You don't want to rush What I like want to know is what Harry Knowles had to say about this. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't read anything he said, but I read something on the uh, Ain't It Cool News. Yeah, but I just you know, brought it up, and it looks like Quint commented. It so. is interesting, though, that since that book has come out, we are seeing portable VR things coming out like you yeah. actually insert your phone in it and you wear it on your face and uh, it's actually cooler than the book imagine think about I can't it. wait for the HTC one that they developed with Valve right they're saying that that sucker is the uh the you know the the true uh competitor if not I mean better than the uh the Rift the Oculus uh unit that still has yet to hit uh, its consumer beta or consumer prototype, whatever it is. You know, I haven't ever tried any of this virtual reality stuff, but I would love to. I just feel like I'm going to love it. You know what I mean? Oh, it's, it's, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, hell, I remember whenever the first virtual reality thing came along with the, uh, you know, lawnmower man and all that shit. I thought you were going to say virtual boy on the Nintendo. Virtual. Oh God, no. (laughs) Um, that uh, and I remember they there were places that opened up in the mall and it was ridiculously expensive. It was like fifteen dollars for ten minutes, and it was a blast. But you know, it was that you know the the really bad graphics. The I forget what you would even call that. What's funny <laughs> is like um, when this film comes out, there's going to be a lot of copycat type virtual reality movies. It's just going to happen because remember. Um, it's just they're going to remake the lawnmower man. Yeah, they're they're going to have Cybo Man the movie, but mm-hmm. in a way, Stephen has read part of my novel that I'm still working on, and would you say it could be in the same genre in a lot of ways? Yeah, yeah it could. So I need to get that shit out there yeah, and have some half-ass studio make mine <laughs> book. <laughs> you should be releasing it uh, like my friend um, Jenna was releasing it in chapters on her blog. Uh, the book that she was working on. You should start doing that so that it's out there and uh, you can copyright it. I could probably release a chapter, but part of me also wants it. I'm kind of weird how I like want it all to be done, you know? No, I I can totally understand that. I'm the same way. I would probably do the chapter thing if I was an established writer already. Oh, yeah. This is like my new book or something, but since... And with you one time already changing names... With certain characters. Oh, yeah. Well, I want to be finished, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Does something else hop? Well, yeah, definitely go, okay. when it gets to that point. I, w- I might do a chapter or something, but the only reason I've shown it for Steven only is because, you know, I've already told him 
don't like uh, I don't want like critiques. I don't need don't tell me about typos or anything like this. I just need general encouragement. And Aww. I'm like really kind of have stage fright in showing <laughs> yeah. uh, my writing because Bill, what I really want it finished before I show it to you so you can read. The no, whole I story. Uh, yeah, I get it. I'm not I'm not <clears throat> feeling. I any, believe any any feelings. I totally get it. You, you know how many times I've wanted to go here, Bill. Just read this and send it to you. You've sent me excerpts of it, and I love it. I, I can't just wait like to a read it. A couple of paragraphs or something, but yeah, you have no idea what it's about, though. Yeah, it's safe to say. But I that's who I'm. I'm waiting for it to be done enough to go. Okay, Bill, here, read it. And the mm. worst part this this happens. I know where. Um, so uh, you read anything? No, 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 I haven't gotten a chance to yet. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm I'm awful when it comes to that stuff, especially right now. Get it uh, get it done in the summer, I'll be free. <laughs> now, okay, other news is Super Troopers 2. Broken Lizard is doing an Indiegogo to make a Super Troopers sequel, and that was pretty funny. Did you guys watch the video on that? Yes. Uh, yeah, they teased it. On Facebook, and then I guess they did a, a a Reddit Ask Me Anything and announced it there. And I was like, "Holy shit!" And I sent it to you, and you're like, "What?" <laughs> it was uh, I was I was genuinely surprised that that's what they did. But yeah, I had no freaking clue they were doing it until you sent me the link. And right now it's at two two million eight hundred seventy seven thousand nine hundred eighty. Their, wow. The original amount they wanted is $2 million. But, of course, once you reach that, you're like, okay, if we get more, the we, better could, it is. The, we could have, like, some explosions. We could get <laughs> some known more actors in this. Yeah. We could do some stunts. So their next goal is $3 million, And, of course, then they'll move on to three. I would say, like, it's only been three days, and they've got 28 days left. They could probably get around $5 million, something like oh, that. Oh, God, yeah. They're, they're dealing out the stretch goals now. I looked at the original budget of the Super Troopers, and it was $1.2 million. Yeah, with inflation, that they're probably working at about the same level See, that they this. This did the first my... one on. It always gets in my... <laughs> I know, you always start kicking the door, and it starts driving me crazy. I see it out of the corner of my eyes. I'm like, God, would he stop that? We're like the odd couple over here, Bill. <laughs> it's Felix and... Uh, oh, shit. Felix and... Felix Unger and Oscar... Oscar Madison. They should change it to Oscar Goldman, $6 million man's boss. (laughs) I don't know what I'm talking about. So we'll talk about X-Files returning in a second, but the big news is Bill Coach is returning with Craig T. Nelson. I know. I can't believe I was actually excited about that. I I started playing the theme song. I was like, oh, Coach. Yeah, I think it... I never missed it. It was the show me and my dad watched together. I put this uh, theme in an intro a long time ago on the show. <laughs> uh, all I know is that Patrick Starfish better show up on the show. God, I love Dauber. Yeah, it was great. How is this happening? Everyone's still alive? I mean, is Jerry Van Dyke? No, Jerry Van Dyke has to be dead. I don't know. I have no idea. That's a good question. If he's not dead, someone get on that. 
Um, sorry. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> this is the worst show ever. No, but I'm I'm kidding. Let's uh, I'm excuse me. But Stephen bumped his mic anyway, getting his phone. So it was Jerry on, Van Dyke is still alive. Oh wow, Jerry Van Dyke is the daughter. I always thought the daughter on that show was cute, but I had oh no idea. Oh my gosh, yeah. Was it Kelly? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, okay. she's still alive. So Coach is returning, guys. Coach revived with Craig T. Nelson. Yeah, NBC, that's amazing. Let me read this for a second, just because we need the uh, annoying news story. NBC is putting Coach back in the game. Wasn't this a, was this an NBC show? I swear it was like CBS it, or something. No, it was an NBC show. Oh, it was? Okay. The broadcaster is reviving the 1990s sitcom with original series star Craig T. Nelson. Oh, I know who that is. <laughs> We're told this is not a reboot, but a sequel to the comedy series that ran for nine seasons on. Uh-oh, Bill. What? ABC. ABC. Yeah, I thought so. From 1989 to 1997. Wow, that was on a long time. Yeah, it was I, on nine seasons. So they didn't have everything. They didn't say everything they needed to say no. with Coach. <laughs> no, they need to do a quick 13-episode series. And it says, Coach Hayden Fox in the present day has retired from coaching. He is called back to become assistant coach to his own grown son, who is the new head coach at an Ivy League school in Pennsylvania that is just starting up a new team. Did he have a son? I thought he just had a daughter. Or did he have a You baby? know what? They At the end, they adopted a child. Because oh. they couldn't, they couldn't uh, have their own child, so they adopted. Okay. Cool. I'll... Hey, I'm going to check out Coach. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I was trying to figure out like what the schedule was when it originally aired, because I remember it was a show that my dad and I watched whenever I stayed at his apartment. So uh, I was just because I, I remember our main thing was I think it was Friday nights. It was Golden. It was Empty Nest, Golden Girls. Uh, oh yeah, Baywatch. Baywatch. Yeah, but it was that it was that night, and I was trying to remember when Coach was because we never missed it. We loved Dauber. Yeah, totally. I dug the show too, but and um, and, and uh, Jerry Van Dyke had the the Basset Hound that he would wheel around in the wagon. Yeah, well, yeah. What was his name? The dog's name? Do you remember? I don't know, but I bet you that dog's dead. Aww. <laughs> Hey, Bill, now what do you know about the new Star Wars book that's coming out before uh, it's like to prepare you for the Force Awakens kind of thing? Oh, the uh, Aftermath. Yeah, that's the one that um, the, it takes place directly after uh, Return of the Jedi. Right. Okay. Um, so when does that come out? When can we read uh, that? Let me look. Uh, Aftermath Star Wars. Because I was reading this uh, HitFix article, it said eagle eye, eagle eyed fans over at the German fan site Jedi Bibliothek noticed something in the latest copies of Star Wars: A New Dawn that are circulating on Amazon, a chronological timeline of all new books, including one not yet announced, simply entitled Battlefront. So, oh, Battlefront! So after Attack of the Clones. And before Revenge of the Smith, uh, before Revenge of the Revenge Sith, of the Smiths, yeah, Revenge of the Smiths. It's Morrissey's back. Uh, <laughs> there's Dark Disciple, McMurder. Has that already come out, Bill? Dark Disciple. Yes, I believe it. 
no, no, it hasn't. The only one that I I know has come out is Heir to the Jedi, and of course the uh, the Star Wars Rebels book, uh, New Dawn. Right. So okay, after Return of the Jedi, there's Aftermath, but after A New Hope, Battlefront is in there. Whatever that is. Yeah, and, and you know, Dark Disciple is actually based on a uh, Clone Wars uh, storyline that they couldn't shoot because of the uh, them getting canceled. Oh. So I believe it has to do with uh, uh, Asajj Ventress. Okay. And uh, um, a, uh, a Jedi, and I can't remember which storyline it was. But yeah, it, that's where that falls into the, uh, the story. Yeah, I saw that they have this new comic series called Kanan, The Last Padawan. I kind of wish that was more of a book instead of a comic book. Just because, like, I'm just saying a lot of Star Wars comics aren't as great as you'd want them to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, you're right. There was a a whole series of Star Wars comics um, called, uh, was it Legacy? And it dealt with Cade Skywalker, and it was like 500 years into the future. Good Lord, that's a long time away. Yeah, it was was ancient. I mean, it was, like, way, way, way into the future it's and the i future, read like the first time ago yeah i i i read the first two books and was just like this sucks and i just gave up on it i couldn't get into it it took you two books <laughs> <laughs> well i mean two comic books oh okay not yeah like not, not like trade paperbacks or books right not 300 page novels or four yeah pages. well i actually suffered through the uh god what was it there, one of the last two series, there was Fate of the Jedi, and there was another there was another one, but I, I read through it because I had already been invested and I hated the storyline. It had to do with this uh this dark presence named Abeloff. And uh it was set free, but what actually redeemed that entire book series was an episode of the Clone Wars that dealt with uh the force and kind of the mystical qualities of it and how there was a father and the light and the dark was this daughter and the son. And it actually pulled that series all together for me. It still stunk, but it, the storyline was wonderful. So Dave Filoni kind of saved that book series for me. Okay, cool. I mean, but yeah, okay. So dark disciple is, uh, Asajj Ventress and Quinlan Voss. And it's written by Christy Golden, who's one of my favorite writers for the Star Wars books. Well, who's writing um, Aftermath? Uh, someone I, I don't know. The, I'm not familiar with their work. Um, Chuck Wendig. Will you be... Ex- I mean, basically, I believe that will lead us into The Force Awakens, right? It'll kind yeah, of catch this us is, up. This is the, the one that's released on September 4th. And it takes place, uh, says the second star, uh, second Death Star is destroyed. The Emperor and his powerful enforcer Darth Vader are rumored to be dead. The Galactic Empire is in chaos. Across the galaxy, some systems celebrate while others and Imperial factions tighten their grip. Optimism and fear reign side by side. And while the Rebel Alliance engages, the fractured forces of the Empire alone, Rebel Scout uncovers a secret Imperial meeting. Which kind of makes sense in the old extended universe canon because there was the imperial remnant uh i bet you watched star wars a few hundred times when you were a kid 
even in the um, the uh, New Jedi Order series that you started to read, the, right. the Imperial Remnant was still around. They had their own section of space. So won't it be neat to read that and go, oh, I know where they're going now or something like that? Yeah, it, it'll just be interesting to get into it. I, I've kind of abandoned uh, Heir to the Jedi after you know, like four chapters because I just wasn't feeling it. Like it, it, it felt like an imposter, and it, it has everything to do with me letting go of the expanded universe, and it's being a little more difficult than I had expected. Right. So yeah, it's um. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm genuinely excited about it, but I just uh, I'm still having a bit of a tough time letting go of uh, what I, I had invested I so that. much like, into. Instead of the stuff you know that happens, like with the Timothy Zahn story, like none yeah. of that happens now. That'll be kind of crazy, right? Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's very tough because <laughs> that that single book in the uh, the. Expanded universe that star by star was kind of the the tipping point, and that's where you know it came down that we needed we couldn't have more than one Anakin in the universe. So you know the the actual good Anakin, Anakin Solo, was killed in that book, and uh, I think from that point on the books were a little shaky, honestly. Right. Uh, but. Yeah, it's it's very it's very uh, it's very strange, and they're also working on the the Rogue I'm One a person, story. And my name is Anakin. And those those were books that I adored the uh, the Wraith Squadron and Rogue Squadron books, uh, written by uh, Aaron Alston, who uh, passed Star away Wars? not long ago. How many Star Wars books have you read, Bill? Too many. Just off the top of your head, a number. I would have to say over fifty. Wow, that's yeah. A well, lot I mean of... that that, uh, that New Jedi Order series alone was like twenty two books. Oh yeah, that was insane. I remember just trying to get like into that. And I don't remember how many books I read, like three or four, and I was like, ah, I can't do this. <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of amazing that those books, in a way, kind of saved me from myself. That's I started reading those books when I was in really my darkest days, oh, and gee, they the bad motivator. Look. <laughs> And they they uh, they kind of were able. They were my escape. You know, the moment I finished one, I went on to another one. It was oh yeah. Uh, uh, so I, I kind of have a, a very soft spot in my heart, but uh, for those those books. I do but, think uh, Vector Prime was a really good book. That was a lot. Yeah, it was. It was a great book. It was sad that Chewbacca gets killed, but uh, it was uh, it was actually bullshit that Chewbacca gets killed. But uh, the book was yeah. good. <laughs> the moon <laughs> fell on him. <laughs> Yeah, and it, I, I think that, the thing that burned a lot of the fans was that he died saving Anakin Solo, who they then <laughs> were like, oh, it's time to get rid of this one, too. Let me ask you this. I just thought of this. Okay, because at, okay, after Return of the Jedi, in the, the old Star Wars expanded universe, there's many, many novels with Han Solo, you know, him and Leia, him and Chewie. They go on all sorts of adventures. There's sure. all, all this crazy stuff. If they were to seriously... Like, everybody thinks Han Solo is going to die in The Force Awakens. We've just heard that. You know, we've heard it repeatedly. That will be so stupid and such a huge mistake for the expanded universe of books they could make with Han Solo. Am I right? No, absolutely. I think that that would be a huge mistake to kill him off in the first film. 
Yeah. I mean, I know, I you know, Harrison Ford, he wanted to kill Han in Return of the Jedi. I just have a feeling he doesn't have this, the same affection for the character that people who love Han Solo do. So you shouldn't let him control anything about the character. <laughs> yeah, the I agree. I would, I would be greatly disappointed if J.J. Uh, uh, Abrams fell into that trap. Right. And uh, I could see, like, uh, Harrison, would you like to do the new Star Wars? Only if we kill Han. It's like, no, we're not going to do that. We'll we'll give you $30 million. It's like, only if you kill Han. Sorry, that's the only way. It's like, oh, we're going to have to kill Han. You know what? You know what pisses me off about that is he talks about killing Han, yet he'll go and do... Uh, an awful Indiana Jones or, you know, any number of paycheck no rewards is worth it. You, know, you got to know where your bread is buttered. Yeah. And don't, don't be an asshole. That's another thing is I just realized that when you read the old expanded universe books after return of the Jedi, you could still picture a somewhat younger Harrison Ford. But now the next thing we'll have is, Force Awakens old Harrison Ford for Han, so there's not going to be any young Han adventures, are there? <laughs> there has to be. I mean, there were there were a number of books that were actually uh, old Han adventures. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, do you think any of the spinoff uh, standalone ones will be Han the early years or anything? Because that would be well, awesome. No, they might not go back to that, but it would be great if they did. Come here, you big coward. I mean, there were there were uh, three books that I don't I don't know where they rank in in canon of the uh, you know expanded universe, but those the Han Solo adventures. It was like Han Solo at Star's End, Han Solo's Revenge, and have you, uh, Stephen. Have you ever heard of the Millennium Falcon? No, you've never heard of the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> oh wow, that's unbelievable. Stephen's not a big Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stephen's more of a Trekker, Trekkie. Yep. Magil Barrett and all that. <laughs> Why did I come like, with Who? That? What? Come here, you big coward. <laughs> Why did that pop into my head? I, come on. Yeah, yeah. Q. Yeah, Q's yeah. the only character I can truly remember, other than Jean-Luc Picard. Oh, yeah. You gotta love Picard. I wish I Make was so. more of a, of a Star Trek fan. I know... I never missed Voyager. I, I am loved- I am a casual Star Trek fan. I can get into Star Trek. I, I'm know, always I'm not- a little jealous of people that enjoy Star Trek so much because I feel like I'm intellectually insuperior, like that I can't enjoy it as much as I do a space opera. I yeah. I don't think that. I, I don't the, think uh, it's next that generation. because I almost think maybe it's like this, like Bill, I just can't get into the doctor who stuff. Yeah. Maybe it's like you and Trek is like me and doctor who. I just don't get it. Yeah. Kind of things. You know what I mean? Look, yeah, your I worshipfulness. Let's get one thing straight. <laughs> uh, but star Wars is my first love. Star Wars is my jam. Star Wars. Hell yizzle. That's all I got to say about that. But, okay, Star Wars, I'm going to read that book, Bill. In fact, you and I both are going to read Aftermath. Steven, you get by it on your <laughs> your tablet, and uh, we're going to read it. I know you're laughing. You're like, damn nerds, I'm not reading that. <laughs> Steven, you've got to, so we can talk about it on the show before Force Awakens comes gotcha. out, okay? 
So we're going to read uh, Star Wars Aftermath or whatever the hell it's called. So when Force Awakens, we're like, oh, I know this character because I ran about in the book <laughs> or something like that. Can you see that, Bill, happening? Absolutely. Yeah. We're going to be a couple of really smart nerf herders. <laughs> Sh- huge nerd, nerd herders. <laughs> All right. I've got some other news here, which is cool. Another revival. That's right. The X-Files is returning. Another show that I never got into. Oh, man. When I met Heather, I had never watched it. In fact, what's kind of crazy is at the time that I met her, I was such a sad sack. I didn't have cable or anything. You know, I had antenna television. I know Fox is on antenna. Just let me get to it. I was watching less and less in TV, and there's like a gap right there in those years where I wasn't watching television, period. And um, the only thing that I'd watch is like when you would bring over like VHSs of something. But when I met Heather, she told me her favorite show was The X-Files. So I started watching The X-Files with Heather, and uh, I really got into it, and we watched a lot of it. So Heather got me into the X-Files, and it was a lot of fun. It got a little wheels off at the end when David Company left the show. I mean, yeah, they brought in uh, Robert Patrick, which was awesome, and Annabeth Gish. But... (laughs) Jeez, I don't even remember that. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. But there was a Vince Gilligan-written episode that I absolutely love with um, Robert Patrick. John Doggett is who he played. Where this guy had this power to manifest things that he imagined. And he imagined that he lived with the Brady Bunch. Do you remember that? And from the outside, it looked like the Brady Bunch house because they actually filmed there. But inside, it looked like the Brady Bunch lived there. But it was actually this guy's manifestations. And they would protect him from outsiders so these guys are like oh my god they look like the Brady Bunch and they sneak in and they like actually the Brady's attack them they don't actually show it but it, it was a really funny episode I really like that one that's awesome I just remember at the very end you see the guy in the hospital where you know he's going to get help finally and as they're leaving they uh, one of them turns around it might have been Jillian Anderson Scully and she sees the Brady's in there surrounding his bed. <laughs> like he's, they're there comforting him. It's just a really funny episode. But uh, there was a lot of great X Files episodes. So the one thing that's kind of a bummer is that they're only doing six episodes, which uh, maybe they have an exact story to tell. A lot of uh, knocks against the X Files is that they had a lot of Freak of the Week type episodes, but they also had really cool mythology episodes. Yeah. Which I got into more with all the weird secrets and stuff. So I'm kind of like uh, hoping that since it's only six episodes, it's going to be all mythology. You know what I mean? Right. Like, we're hmm. finally answering these questions. You know, and it's funny because X-Files dealt with so much of the stuff that I loved at that period of time where I would stay up all night and listen to uh, Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell. And uh, there was it was a show that was always referenced on Coast to Coast AM, and yet I, I only ever remember watching it whenever I went over a friend's house or something. And I, I remember I started to watch it whenever it was on Netflix. Every season was on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. And I just 
never kept going. It, it's a, it's a fun show, and it's got a humor about it which I like. It's not it doesn't just take itself seriously. There's some really funny episodes in there too. Every once in a while, and usually Vince Gilligan would write them these really goofy episodes. One of my favorites also is when remember the show Cops was on Fox. They did Cops, but it was X Files. And the camera crew for cops was following Mulder and Scully around, and there was this monster attacking like gangbangers in the LA streets. It was hilarious, and they went uh, for it completely. You know, the whole episode is like cops. It's really <laughs> funny. That's, That's cool yeah. Thing. It's it's funny you mention that because uh, Vince Gilligan. You know, there's that wonderful over the air uh, sub channel or digital you know sub channel called MeTV. And uh, when Vince Gilligan had mentioned that he he loves MeTV, they got in contact with him, and he's actually doing a uh, a block of programming for MeTV now called uh, Vince Gilligan's Island of MeTV. Nice. And uh, a lot of it is uh, Twilight Zone. So I, I always kind of equated the X-Files with more of a, a Twilight Zone feel. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, definitely. It, they would have some kind of like tragic ending or sometimes something. You can That Brady Bunch episode could easily be like it, a Twilight Zone. It just Zone. reminded me of the Twilight Zone Toby Breen. Yeah, Breen. That's why I was trying to hold in laughter. Uh, yeah, it is all like that. It's uh, very cool. I'm excited about the X-Files just for... I mean, I... It's like excitement, but six episodes does not seem like enough. I'm ready for them to say, well, Fox has extended the order to 12 or well, 13 testing episodes. testing it out to see if it's what was, was 24, 24 was 12 episodes, so it was half of 24. If they did 12, that would be like, okay, that's a perfect amount. But maybe David Duchovny's like, ah, I don't really want to do a lot of this. Can we just do six episodes? Six is not enough. I'm sorry. It's not. So that's 270 minutes, which breaks down to four and a half hours or four, four, yeah, four and a half hours. I don't know. Did so maybe guys, that's, you know, maybe they've got a story that they've wanted to tell. Yeah. Like a, a mini a series. Or yeah. Something. Like, did you guys ever watch the second X-Files film? It was like, yeah, this, it was, was like that this, the one with Billy Connolly. Yeah. Billy Connolly? Yeah. A lot of people didn't like that because it was just a one-off kind of X-Files story without any mythology. And people were like, no, I don't want this. Because the first movie was more mythology type of X-Files. And the second right. one was just like a strange case kind of thing. Maybe that's why I liked that one so much. Yeah, because you didn't need to know about X-Files stuff. So that's pretty cool. But I have some even bigger news, guys. This news just came out today. Are you guys gonna? Are you guys ready for this? Mm-hmm. Mm. Masi Oka is returning to Heroes as Hiro Nakamura. <laughs> yes, that's right. And Heroes Reborn, Hiro is going to return. And you know what? It's the first thing I thought of when I read this was, do you remember when... Um, he, uh, Heroes was just was like shitty and we... We covered it on the show, but it annoyed the shit out of us. Right. But do you guys, Bill, you've got to remember this, where something happened to Hero where all he would do is speak and geek speak and reference movies and comics. And it was so panderish to nerds and geeks watching the show. It was just sad. It was one of those moments where it's like, oh, we've got to appeal to a demographic and let's... Awesome. Yeah. Fill it with stupid shit. He was just yeah. like, I had, 
there's an episode of our Nora Mulberry where we cover that, and we're just all going, "Oh, he's like, he's like, you know, he's saying frack, you know, and he's, oh, he's just, he's, he's covering all the shows. He's covering Lost, Battlestar Galactica. He's referencing Star Wars, and uh, it's just like makes you sick. Yeah, it 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 felt soulless because there was no real love behind it. Yeah, and this you know, is it's like, like community can get away with that stuff because it's you know it's got heart and there's a true dedication to you know these cultural pop culture references. Whereas you throw it into a show like Heroes and it's just like oh screw you. I like reading comments when things like this are announced, so I'm going to read this one. Okay, Bill. Nissan Versa. I'll say it. They should have left Hero out. His power is too great. He can solve every problem with it. So the writers had to make him lose it or revert to being a seven-year-old boy or just being incompetent or lame or whatever. Why isn't he in the writing room? They weren't clever enough to use him properly the first time. I have zero, in capital letters, faith in Tim Kring. He already ruined the show once, so they really shouldn't bother this time. (laughs) Wait, it was pretty bad to begin with. Yeah, do you remember the first season? It was kind of we're like getting into it and everything, it, it and had it was, promise. It was that awful finale of season one where I know we need to go back and listen to this in a way because it's so funny. Bill, leading up to that, you were like, "Guys, there's some. It's like going off the rails. It's not been good lately." And then when we watched that finale, it was just like, "Oh wow!" Like. It was so, like, anticlimactic, and we talked about how it could have been better. Like, we could have easily imagined better stuff. And uh, season two was worse, and then they... Were there five seasons of that show? I can't remember. My Uh, father's research. (laughs) My father's research. (laughs) I just remember that uh, it was... We were inundated with the awful advertising of Save the Cheerleader, Save the World stuff. Remember, it was... Someone flies, someone dies. Yeah. Say the world. Kelsey Grammer is the angel of death. (laughs) Oh, wrong wrong show. Oh, wait, that's the wrong show. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) They could have done it. They have a worse NBC guy now than this guy. Kelsey Grammer is the angel of death. Deep voice, black guy. It doesn't matter if he's black. He could be a white guy. I'm not racist or anything. I'm just saying. I somehow doubt that. (laughs) What? That I'm racist? No, that it's, that it's, you know, it's probably. Very soulful black gentleman. Yes, yes, but he's like a no new blacklist. You know what I mean? I've talked about him before, but it drives this me crazy. show is racist. He goes, "Stay tuned for scenes to the next blacklist," and then he'll say like, uh, "Red Redding and didn't know what was in store for him." And I'm just like, "This guy's making me not want to watch the show anymore." <laughs> is it Barry White? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway. Masioka. Has anyone watched the Spectre trailer yet? I know, but I, you know, I just got home and I saw people already complaining th- about it. Well, I got um, a fooled into clicking a link, and it was just this little kind of like uh, on the set of Spectre, you know, thing, and it fooled me. So let's go ahead and watch the trailer real quick with no sound. I am the oh, dreadful. Yeah. Are you getting the bid of this bill? <laughs> yeah. The chill upon your neck. I am the conundrum. 
I will summon armies of wind and rain and snow. I made the black cloud overhead, the ice like glass below. Not you or any other can fathom what is nigh. I will tell you when to jump, and I'll dictate how high. The ones that came second. before you stood idiot. strong. This is the. This is like, that was a fan trailer, Bill. I was gonna say, what's going on here? Oh, see, this isn't the trailer. It's a featurette. A beautiful place called Sultan. It's very surreal. It looks like. I don't care. Movie. Where's the trailer? <laughs> <laughs> there is no trailer, is there, Stephen? Oh wait, is this it? The one that says official trailer. Uh, Stephen, I've never. The one that says official trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic <laughs> bastard. That's your problem, is it, Bond? The first thing you should know about is. Oh! Oh, sorry, Stephen. Am I right? Okay, well, there's stuff happening. Um, stuff like that. Every person has their pressure point. A lion so just ate someone. From home. This could be very bad news for the service. There's so much intelligence. Ceaseless intelligence, and there's barely time to consider it. This country's under threat. It's under serious threat. The difficult thing being to decide what's important and what's not. Do you want a clean kill or do you want to send a message? Did you simply get carried away with your dramatic gesture, or are you pointing your weapon at me with lethal intention? Your name is... Oh, very well. To you, sir, I say... Goodbye. Wait a second. I give up. There's no trailer, Bill. I keep getting fooled. What is going on? I give up. There's no trailer, Bill. <laughs> There's why are there these fake trailers online, Bill? I don't know. Bill? I'm sorry, I had it muted. Oh. Uh yeah, it's because people are assholes. Yeah, I don't get it. I I just I found it and sent it to you on Skype. Oh, okay. Is it the real one? Yes. I had no idea. Why are there fake ones? All right. Let's see. March 27th. Okay. God, but this is real. <laughs> Forensics finally released this. What is it? Personal effects they recovered from Skyfall. You've got a secret. Something you can't tell anyone. Because you don't trust anyone. I always knew death would wear a familiar face. But not yours. I was at a meeting recently and your name came up. I'm flattered London is still talking about me. I'm gonna kick your ass. It's an MI6. 
You're a kite dancing in a hurricane, Mr. Bond. Welcome. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? This is another fan trailer, Bill. And finally, here we are. <laughs> right, Stephen? Yep. Consider yourself teased, right? How are you full teased? Come on, you've been watching too many bomb movies. <laughs> exactly. Wow, that really stopped the show down. I'm sad that I even looked for it, Bill. I got it off of Wayne Kramer. He uh, posted it on Facebook. Oh, nice. That's cool. No, but it was so funny because the first one trailer had Jason Bourne in it. And I was like, wait a second. This... No, he's not. This is amazing. This is it's a crossover. Amazing. So I was watching the second one. I was like, okay, this is it. And then all of a sudden I saw a scene from another movie. I can't remember what it was. Oh, it was the from Mission Impossible all of a sudden. Uh, and I go, this isn't real either. <laughs> I don't know. Well, uh, still, the best fan trailer was the... the uh, <laughs> the one with Nathan Fillion for... Green Lantern. Uh, yeah, the Green Lantern. The worst part about that... Okay. Do you, when that Green Lantern uh, trailer came out, it was a fan thing. On Facebook, you would see people go, oh, this is awesome. Check this out. And I'd watch it go, this is not awesome. This and is awful. Before the Force Awakens teaser came out, a lot of people were posting a fake Force Awakens trailer. And they're like, oh, man, the, the fake one was better than the real one. I was like... Are you high? It was awful. <laughs> it was horrible. I just didn't get it. I think there's like people are like they just wanted to see like the original cast or something. Yeah. But no, those fan trailers are horrible. They, yeah, I they, I have yet to see a fan trailer that actually is any good. Yeah, I I don't like them. But okay, we have some voicemail guys. You guys want to check it out? Yes. Let's check out the some voicemail. Woohoo! Our first one is from Mike. So, Mike, let's check it out. Hello, nowhere and mulberry slash entertainment landfill. It's That's me, Adam. Mike from the Bay Area. Since I left a voicemail, but I just wanted to say to the thousands that are listening, um, and the uh, one person that's in the chat room, hi Adam Sexton, (laughs) that the podcast has just been totally gadzoikical. Lately, I've been making up hip slang terms and posting them on UrbanDictionary.com. And gadzoikical is a combination of when you have a piece of entertainment that is not only aces, but it's also a home run royal flush. 
So keep up the Gadzoikaku work. I cannot wait to hear your guys' movie mini about the awesome film Cool as Ice starring Robert Van Winkle, a.k.a. Vanilla Ice. I can't wait to hear it. You say Vanilla Ice? So anyways, that being said, I love you all, especially the one that snorts. Bye! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Well, thank you so much, Mike Spangler. From the Bay Area. <laughs> uh, thank you so much there. Sound a little bit like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> hey, Pluto. All right, let's, uh, we have another voicemail. This one from Ross. What up, Ross? Hey, guys of Entertainment Landfill. This is Ross Ponyi of the Bay Area, California area in California. Oh, yeah. Um, was just calling to wish you congratulations on that amazing Twin I Am mashup uh, <laughs> show that you did. It's by far some of the best work you've ever done. Hooray! <laughs> um, <laughs> interesting thing has happened to me. Uh, on Audible, they were having a big sale where a lot of the books that they had were like six dollars and so since the other day you guys you and adam sexton turned me on to that um projection booth podcast which then turned me on to the hp lovecraft literary podcast i decided to buy the complete works of hp lovecraft which um 20 let's see 20 something hours of non-stop lovecraft is is a bit much yeah but you know there were some some good things in there some really good things in there the only problem is is lovecraft likes to use the word luminosity a lot and so there i am you know i'm outside i'm working on my deck at my house and it's dark and kind of spooky and i'm listening to these stories and all of a sudden he says luminosity and all i can think of is queen latifah saying diptacity and so it kind of brought me right out of the story and that happened multiple times so thank you guys for that you ruined lovecraft for me so anyway I appreciate the shows. Congratulations on being on the front page of iTunes for the Chuck Companion. I have yet to dive into the Chuck Companion just because I have yet to dive into the show Chuck, but I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, I hope it just brings you guys millions upon millions of listeners. Anyway, have a good show. I will talk to you guys later. Bye. Well, thank you so much, Ross. Talking to, uh... Huh? Oh, okay. Who are you talking to? What, uh, you know, I just thought that was neat because I looked on iTunes and it was like right there, but it's gone the next day. You know, it's mm. they have it on some kind of rotation and, you know, people are like, oh, congratulations and stuff. It's like, well, you know, uh, Noah Mulberry had been on there before. It really doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, but it's still fun. Yeah, it is. If it was there for like months... It might help where people are just like, oh, I'll randomly listen to this. But if it's there for one day and then gone, then, but, you know, I, I'll take whatever I can get, right? I remember we were in the uh, at the movies section for yes, a long we time. And now that section doesn't even exist on there anymore. So That's uh, because we killed it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> people, yeah, these people suck. <laughs> we killed it. 
All right. We have one more voicemail. What do you say we play that, Bill, and we take a little break and we come back? Do you have any kind of goofy news or something? Absolutely. I, I'm always goofy with the news. Serious news, goofy news or whatever. I'm still upset over all these fake Bond trailers. I'm going to write YouTube and get them all taken down. Yeah, you should really just report each and every one of them. I'm sta- I'm starting a crusade, Stephen. Get rid of them. Yes, sir. Now. <laughs> okay. All right. This is a voicemail. Right from- meow. Yeah, right meow from Adam Sexton. Hello, Entertainment Landfill crew. Adam Sexton here, dropping you off some voicemail, leaving you some feedback. I'm glad to see that you will be recording an episode tonight. I will. Pl- I do plan to be in the chat room at some point, but I'm trying to wrap up a very long work day, and uh, I'll just I'll probably maybe like 30, 45 minutes late. So I'll see you when I can see you. On to my feedback, Jason. I really did appreciate the this week in Nowhere and Mulberry compilation episode, despite the fact that I've been speaking with Adam on and off for like three or four weeks. I had no idea that he and Ross teamed up to do such a thing. And uh, it was a very entertaining series of uh, commentary that they did. Very, very funny, very charming. And just like uh, Swiley's episode recaps, it just goes to show just how much ground uh, that you and uh, your your co-host have covered, especially in the early days. So uh, it was an interesting look back. And uh, thank you for posting that. I've also got to thank you for the feedback that you sent my way regarding the recent episode of Past and Pending. Despite the little technical snafu regarding the uh, recording process, I, after having listened to it a few times, I feel a little bit better about it. And uh, I've taken steps to ensure that uh, I won't be using that app anymore in the future. And I uh, can't wait to see. Uh, I, I've been speaking to Ross to see if he was available this weekend. He is not. So I guess as an alternative, I'll start to work on my second solo episode. Unless, of course, I can get someone else. And I think I'll give uh, Adam Howard a little break for a while just so I can get some other guests in. Uh, as far as anything that I've been doing, I've recently... I told you earlier today, Adam, I mean, uh, Jason, that I finished up Chuck, finished up the last season, and uh, we spoke about this through Facebook, but it was a very satisfying, very emotional wrap-up to that series, and uh, I'm sure we'll go into greater detail in our discussions, and uh, I understand that you've got a podcast that's starting from the very start, so I won't go into any spoiler territory, but <laughs> it was just a fantastic run. It was quite a journey with all these characters, and uh, this will go down as one of my favorite shows, and I can't thank you enough for bringing it to my attention through your blogs and through uh, just the regular conversations that we have, so... Uh, Thank you for bringing me into the fold. And so now I've got to figure out which TV series I'm going to have to see if I can take down next, whether that's Fringe or The Wire or who knows how many other other TV shows I've got to see if I can uh, wrap up. Or Breaking Bad, for that's another one I I have yet to finish. So uh, now that's my only problem. But uh, again, thank you for that. 
uh, as far as game playing, I've got in from Gamefly a copy of Far Cry 4, and I enjoyed the previous game in the series, but uh, Far Cry 4 is pretty much a, a refinement of the third one, and it's a bigger area, and the wildlife is definitely trying to kill you at all times. I've had some deadly encounters with some honey badgers, and uh, they're assholes. I've also been attacked quite often by eagles or hawks or whatever it, there is. All I know is that they're just really hard to take down, and they're just annoying. And uh, I've even got killed by a rhino. <laughs> but uh, it's an entertaining game. It's beautiful looking. And uh, if you're into that kind of open world, let's kill a bunch of people. Let's uh, secure a bunch of outposts. Let's collect a whole lot of stuff. It's definitely a game for you. I've also tried to get back into Alien Isolation. Progressed a little further, but now I'm stuck in an area where I have to basically outmaneuver the alien all the time rather than, you know, off and on in previous parts of the game. And uh, it's not as easy, and uh, I am truly scared by this game. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see if I can progress any further to, through it. Um I even uh, got online with some friends through uh, my Xbox 360, and we played Gears of War 3 multiplayer for about four, it seems like four or five hours or so, wow. and we did like uh, some horde, mo horde mode, and uh, we even, I think we finished up one match, and I think we attempted a run through, I think it was the hardcore difficulty, and we, I think we got to like, I want to say round 35 so we got pretty close to the end but at one particular point i was reminded about how much i don't like large insects at some point i think maybe it's after like the third like the level 40 rounds that you start encountering this enemy that looks like a centipede with armor plating and uh and i told him i didn't like those kind of enemies and we were finishing up a boss fight i think it was like on the level I want to say level, or I think it was like round 40, where you take on that big Brumach uh, monster, the one with oh, yeah. the uh, those the guns you know, that are attached to like his wrist, and there's one mounted on top of his head, and uh, the enemy counter went to one, and we killed it, and I thought that was the last enemy, and we were on the map, I think it's the one that has the hotel in it. And I uh, thought for so sure we were we were done. And I turned around a corner to go into the hotel, and there the centipede was. And I let out something that was like a mixture of an f bomb and a scream, <laughs> and basically ran away from it, uh, begging my uh, co-players to uh, take it out because that, that's the bitch about that centipede thing. You've got to shoot it from the tail and work your way up to the head, and there, there's no way I could you know, attack it because basically it was chasing me. It, it didn't really chase after anyone else. So uh, they were all laughing their butts off for a while, uh, and myself included. But I, I, I don't know what to say. I don't like big-ass insects. So <laughs> anyway, um, I'm about all out of news as far as anything else. Uh, and... Uh, I guess I will just end it right there. But really, thank you for all the hard work you do. And, Jason, I'm glad to see that your Chuck Series Companion podcast got a little bit of visibility on iTunes. And uh, I hope you get more listeners. Okay. 
and um, really good luck on all of that and good luck to everyone else on the show and uh, I will speak to you later bye thank you Adam you know I remember in the the original Resident Evil game you go into this room where there's a big freaking spider on the ceiling and you can kind of see it going and that I remember freaked me out I was like ah giant spider I didn't like that at all (laughs) like the old lady in the third exorcist movie yes and it it would drop down like oh and you'd be like ah the worst part when you kill it all these thousands of little spiders would come out and you'd have to run real fast and crush them with your feet and go or just get out of the room but hey i wanted to plug adam's uh, podcast the past and the pending podcast him and adam from the bay area did great episodes the second one they have a great video game conversation going, and it was a lot of fun. They talk a lot oh, nice. about a lot of uh, N64 and Nintendo games and stuff. But it, I was very entertained listening to that. And it's it was the kind of conversation where I was bummed that I couldn't chime into it, you know? <laughs> and that's a sign of a good podcast where you're like, oh, I wish I could talk with him. But, um, you know, he talked about the technical problems. It's one, it's like a couple of moments at the end, but it's no big deal. And it was kind of this weird thing where Adam would say something and he would respond, but instead it was like overlapped where it sounded oh. like Adam was talking and Adam would interrupt him is what it sounded like. It was kind of funny, like me asking a question and then Stephen answering it at the same time. It's really bizarre, but uh yeah, it's just weird software issues. That's why I record the show from off the computer in case any oh, yeah, kind yeah. of weird lag happens. I record it all like on my desk through a wire instead. It's just it's been better ever since I've done that because you any know, kind of like stutter or something will screw things up. By the time the show comes out, it'll be too late for people. But uh, uh, this weekend on Steam, they're having a uh, Publishers Weekend, and it's Sega. And they have uh, Alien Isolation for the PC, of course, for $12.49. So it's 75% off. Uh, nice. And I'm thinking about grabbing it just to just to give it a go. I mean, at $12.50, why not? Yeah. You know what's funny is I watched Adam play the first night on Twitch. I was like, oh, I'll watch him play. And he didn't know where to go. And I watched him just frustratingly walk in circles and go, no, I can't do that. Okay, let me go around here. And he would go. And I saw nothing like any kind of like action or anything. It was just him not being, <laughs> he didn't know where to go. <laughs> and I just watched that and I was like, oh, I bet this would be more fun if he encountered the alien maybe. Is there <laughs> no radar or anything? It just, it was like, okay, no, let me backtrack over here. And it was so funny. And I was like, Adam, let me know when you're going to do that again. Because I want to see him actually encounter the alien because <laughs> it was so funny. I was just kind of cracking up just listening to him go, okay, well, no, let me go try over here. That doesn't and work. It made me want to twitch. And what's funny is I signed up like that night for Twitch because mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I don't have a Twitch account or anything. And I got an email from uh, Twitch saying uh, we might have been compro- compromised. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm glad I don't have any information on there. But uh, you, you compromised Twitch already. Yeah. Maybe I'm the one who did it on accident. Yeah, I, I think you did. My elite hacking skills. But um, 
Laura loaned me this game called The Evil Within, and it's supposed to be this scary kind of Resident Evil-ish game. I yes. would love to like play a game like that on Twitch, and that way I'm like, ah, or something like that. <laughs> That's the best way to play. Yeah, like, oh, man, this guy's a wimp, man. You listen, oh, I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> something like that. But um, Adam, thank you also for your compliment on the Chuck show. It literally is the geekiest thing I've ever done. I mean, <laughs> when I find myself, I'm blogging about a show, a TV show. I mean, okay, yes, we've been doing a podcast for 10 years about TV shows, but I'm doing a podcast about a show and blogging about it. It's the nerdiest thing I've ever done. I mean, seriously, I feel like such a dork doing it, but it's just, you know, uh, it's kind of a fun thing I'm doing now. The coolest thing about it is after I, when I do an episode and I do all the editing and I add clips and stuff and I'm done with it, I know that, and I'm like tired of that episode. Okay, I'm done. Oh, I can watch another episode and do it over again. I'm excited about it. It's like reliving. I could basically do this with every show I love. I could do it with Fringe and like relive every episode and then like painstakingly pay attention to what's going on and talk about it and stuff. That's awesome, though. I mean, I, I, I'm, I feel bad that I never got into Chuck. Like, I almost feel like I should, you know, listen to the sh- watch it and listen to the show just to join along. That would be cool if you did. That's what I'd love to do is get people into it. I was like, Adam, it was so cool that he watched the entire run. It would have sucked. He was like, dude, this sucks. I'm not watching this crap or something. <laughs> like, okay, well, you know, I tried. Or, but It's cool that he liked it and that he said it was probably one of his favorite shows. It's awesome. And I recommend, you know, he was saying, well, should I watch The Wire or whatever? The Wire is a fantastic series. It's completely different from Chuck, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. The Fringe, I would say watch Fringe next. I love Fringe. I love the cast. It's the same kind of, you know, in a lot of ways, Chuck and Fringe have a lot of similarities. They were both almost canceled every season. They got shitty ratings. They both got five seasons. They both had uh, fans that kept them on the air. Uh pleading with networks not to cancel them. They both are essentially about family, you know. Uh, that's why I love both of them. And I would say watch Fringe next. You know, when you the first season, it's the near the end of the first season where it really starts getting good. Season two and three are fantastic, I think. And it, I love it all. But uh, I would say definitely Fringe. What do you guys say? Should you watch Fringe? Yeah. Yeah. Fringe. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, so uh, let's take a break, guys. And when we come back, uh, Bill will do some news. What do you guys say? Yay! All right, we'll be right back, everybody. Chocolate lovers, watch out for new Choco Bliss. Oh, what a sweet sensation. Oh, it's just what you do to me. New Choco Bliss, a chocolatey creation. We make it chocolatey. Moist and chocolatey cake with chocolatey filling. Chocolatey ice makes a smooth Choco Bliss. A dream come true. New Choco Bliss from Hostess. Watch out. Ahoy, little buddies. It's the Skipper. And the Superstation's got a contest that's so easy, even Gilligan could win. I'll ask you trivia questions, and all you have to do is watch Gilligan's Island Monday through Thursday at 5.05 Eastern on the Superstation to get the answer. 
you could win one of these terrific little color TVs. The grand prize is a seven-day Caribbean cruise. The Castaway Quiz starts September 15th. So tell all of your little buddies about Gilligan's Island on Superstation WTBS. Something good is coming up. Gonna get the biscuit down. Can't wait for this quick biscuit. Call it up, golden brown. Now these biscuits beat your eyes. Something good is coming up when you get the biscuit down. Biscuits just like family. So good to have around. Get the biscuit down. Today's Duracell battery. It lasts up to 30% longer than the ones we made just two years ago. Duracell. No battery lasts longer. Mama keeps yellow dandelion, dandelion. Mama keeps white, bright like the sunshine. Mama keeps blue, twinkling like a rising. Mama got the magic Clorox too. Clorox 2 off-fabric bleach does more than brighten whites. It removes stains and amplifies bright colors, brings colors back to life. Mama keeps me looking like a brand new. Mama got the magic, mama got the magic Clorox 2. No little cinnamon gum freshens breath longer than Big Red. So kiss a little longer, laugh a little longer, stay close a little longer, longer with Big Red. Here's Lipton tea lover, Don Meredith. Don, I've had it. Oh, Harold, I'm so thirsty. Harold, I know what you need. Some icy cold, brisk Lipton tea. Brisk? What's brisk? That special Lipton taste. Comes from a special blend in this rascal. Hey, that is brisk. Mm-hmm. Best tasting tea I know. I feel terrific. Then let's exercise some more. Not that terrific. Good, I feel good. You rascal. <laughs> Oh, my goodness, he caught the ball. The following message is about life. The life you don't get in an ordinary battery. And the life you do get in new Kodak Superlight Alkaline batteries. They last much longer than ordinary batteries. And only Superlight has a real gold tip to ensure the best content. Oh, yeah, let's see again on the replay. Now, do you settle for the ordinary or go for the gold? Been any good uh, microwave popcorns lately? Now this one says, it's normal for one to three tablespoons of kernels to remain unpopped. And this one is only recommended for certain wattage microwaves. Now this one is Pop Secret from Betty Crocker. Pop Secret works in all microwaves and it pops up beautifully, light and fluffy. The next time you want to curl up with a good microwave popcorn, make it Pop Secret. The secret to better microwave popcorn. What a mess. My daughter left a lipstick in her pocket, and before I even noticed, I washed it. I had to try something, so I grabbed Liquid Tide. Guess what? Not one mark of the lipstick remained. Thanks, Mrs. Judy Davis. Can your liquid get out melted lipstick? Liquid Tide did. You'll be surprised at the things Liquid Tide gets out. Surprise yourself.
I still can't believe how amazing you are. So sweet dreams, little Katie. And sweet dreams for me, too. Because I'm about to have something so rich, so creamy. General Foods International Coffee's Cafe Vienna with the spicy sweetness of cinnamon. Unlike anything else, turning quiet time into a quiet celebration. International Coffees. Tonight, make dinner special. Kodak introduces Superlight Alkaline Battery. They last much longer than ordinary batteries. And only Superlight has a real gold tip to ensure the best contact. Now, do you settle for the ordinary or go for the gold? Introducing Lipton Rice and Sauce Italiano. All prepared for you by Lipton, with a delicate flavor simmered inside. So simple. So delicious. From the new side dish collection called Rice and Sauce with Vegetables. Lipton Rice and Sauce Italiano with that delicately seasoned taste. For every woman whose microwave cookware is too hot to handle... Rubbermaid makes cookware that keeps its cool. For every woman who's baffled by those food keepers you can't see through, Rubbermaid clears things up. You can buy something less than Rubbermaid, but then you won't get something made like Rubbermaid. Don't you wish everything was made like Rubbermaid? Mopping the old-fashioned way can seem like the biggest job in the world. You need Light and Thirsty, the revolutionary new mop from O'Cedar. Light and Thirsty has durable cloth strips that absorb 20% more than ordinary mop strings. It rings out with just a twist and even stands up to machine washing and drying. So if you'd like to cut your mopping chores down to size, get new Light and Thirsty from O'Cedar, the best mop you've ever used, or your money back. You know, it's funny. Lots of people used to think what made a great raisin brand was just a couple of scoops of raisins. But today, people want more. That's why today's people prefer Post Natural Raisin Brand. Post is different. Look how some raisin brands hide their raisins with sugar. Not Post. These beauties are naturally sweet. And taste these crispy wheat and bran flakes. Fantastic. So don't settle for just any raisin brand. Insist on Post Natural Raisin Brand. Today's people prefer Post. Nothing beats a Stouffer's pizza Luscious toppings on a French bread crust So crispy brown All those great ingredients It's so easy to pick up But so hard to put down Help yourself, help yourself Help yourself to Stouffer's pizza Real cheese toppings, yes indeed Just one hand is all you need Help yourself, help yourself Help yourself to Stouffer's pizza Help yourself to Stouffer's pizza 
going too hard. Hey, don't be so impatient. No, I shouldn't be, but my doctor says too much caffeine makes me tense. You should drink Sanka Brandy caffeinated coffee. I like real coffee. <laughs> Sanka Brand's 100% real coffee. Try it. Mmm, delicious. Jane, you did it again. And I feel like myself again with Sanka Brand. <laughs> Sanka Brand. Enjoy your coffee and enjoy yourself. I don't want to do this. It'll be great. I'll be scared. Just think how glad you'll be when you're all done and maybe we'll all go to McDonald's. I'll be glad when I'm done. I'll be glad when I'm done. I'll be... <sighs> think McDonald's. Oh, I wish I were already there instead of here playing this song. Oh, I would have a big chocolate shake, a cheeseburger, and also, whoops, and also fries. And I would eat my fries myself and not give any to my dumb brother. Hands off and mine off. Oh boy, my recital is almost done. It wasn't bad, I'm still alive. And now I can have my chocolate shake, my cheeseburger, and also whoops and also fries. Realize, Bill, that uh, the title of the show is Test. <laughs> oh, yeah? Because I was like, let me see if I can get this to work. And I just typed Test. So the name of the show is Test. So oh. it's, it's, it's really a test show, Stephen. Pretty good. It's going pretty good. Live test show? Live test. Heather, are you okay? <laughs> you already bumped his wired. Sorry. That, was my, that one was me. I was looking for my mic. Oh. It was above my head. Oh, okay. Well, Bill, what do you say we do some news? All right, let's That'd do some be- news. All right, let's do it. And, uh, okay, hold on a second. I just need to find the news theme here. <laughs> Remember how I used to be really good at this? Man. That was the good old days. Tell me about the good old days. All right, Bill, let's do the news! With Mulberry Bill. Okay, Bill, what do we have in the news this week? Frack you. Oh. <clears throat> All right, sorry about that. Uh, in Tennessee, or uh, what? Oh, Tallahassee, sorry. Uh, Stanley Getty arrived by taxi cab and was drunk during attempted heist of Tallahassee Bank Wednesday afternoon, police say. The 46 year old was arrested on charges of robbery, petty theft, and resisting an officer after demanding a $100,000 from the bank manager at the Capital City Bank on Capital Circle Northwest. Getty told the manager he had a 357 handgun, was carrying C4 plastic explosives, and would blow this place up. Well, I'll go egg shit on your ass! <laughs> 
police arrived at the bank to find the cab driver who advised them Getty was drunk and had not paid his $25.50 fare. The driver told police Getty said, I'll take care of you when I come out. This blows up in your face, I'm putting it out with your face. When police made contact with Getty sitting in the manager's office, he appeared very intoxicated and spaced out. Wow. Uh, sorry, I had to mute. I muted it. I muted it. I'm good. <laughs> I had to burp. <laughs> All right. Um, Getty did not follow officer's oh, commands and was tased oh. during the incident. <laughs> Court records say that when police told him he'd be shot if he made any sudden movements, he said, well, then kill me. He was arrested without further incident. A search revealed Getty did not have a firearm or explosives. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, that was me, but I muted it. I did. Um, moving on. Uh, Chamber, what is it? Chamber Combi, Chamber Comb? Ghost hunters discover chainsaw-wielding trailer thieves on a spooky night. Oh, uh, yeah, a group of ghost hunters thought they had struck paranormal gold at a renowned haunted house when they heard clanging sounds and saw sparks flying on a winter evening, only to discover chainsaw-wielding thieves cutting a drain cover off a stolen trailer. The theft in February of the tipper trailer is being investigated. He said uh, uh, by PC Mike Walker... Uh, he said the holiday ghost hunters were searching the grounds of the Chamberco Manor, which was the focus of Living TV's most haunted series in 2006 yeah! at around midnight armed with head torches. So I guess that's a flashlight. Uh, <laughs> they heard a clanging coming down the lane, which is Jacob Marley, uh, which leads to the manor and saw sparks and thought they were being set up by the hunter hunt organizers. This spooked them, and they thought it was set up for them. A couple of the braver ones got closer and saw one of the thieves using a chainsaw to cut up a metal drain grill, which the trailer had been padlocked to, which is what caused the sparks. But it was the thieves that got spooked when the hunters found them, forcing them to flee and leave the drain cover behind. The president has initiated ghost protocol. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, that's what ghost protocol is. Yeah, it's idiots cutting a, a drain cover to steal a trailer. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, it may not have been as dramatic as the Great Llama Chase of 2015, but Seattle police got their own taste of an animal pursuit when 10 goats broke free from their pen, spooking children at a nearby home daycare center. The You're going to call the police on me? It took a lot of hand-waving and cajoling to corral the goats and return them to their pen in South Seattle neighborhood of Beacon Hill. No one was injured, but the pre-K children did get a scare. About you a half a dozen officers a responded to the scene shortly after 1.15 p.m. When you hear goat rodeo on the radio, a lot of officers go out to those things. Uh, honestly, how many times in a career are you going to be called to herd goats? Uh, the entire incident spanned less than a half hour and was considerably less stirring than the Arizona llama chase that gripped the nation in late February. But the police had fun with the whole thing, producing a fake movie poster for The Goat Escape, a riff on the 1963 World War II film starring Steve McQueen. Uh, and 
Sheep uh, stomach stuffed with meat and barley. Oh, delicious. Uh, Fremantle, Australia. An Australian woman was denied bail after she allegedly squirted breast milk on a police officer's head, arms, and clothes. Authorities said Erica Leader, 26, of Callista, Western Australia, was being searched Tuesday at the Fremantle Police Station. Give me a milk. Chocolate. (laughs) After, After being arrested on an unspecified warrant. Police said Leader, who was nude from the waist up during the search, grabbed her own breast and squirted milk onto the forehead, arms, and clothes of the female officer conducting the search. Could you milk me? (laughs) Leader appeared Wednesday in Fremantle Magistrate Court on a charge of assaulting a public officer. She was denied bail and ordered to undergo a mental health evaluation prior to her next court appearance. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, how if you're angry and you have a weapon available? I'm going to milk you know, it. You're going to milk it. Yeah. Nice. And uh, finally, I saw this story earlier and had to post it on uh, Facebook. Loaf of bread, a container of milk, and a stick of butter. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. You just ruined that Sesame Street clip for me forever. <laughs> Contain a container of breast milk. Ah! Stick of butter. Uh, the police of Palmera, Pakistan, which is a subdistrict of West Jakarta, accidentally got their residents high as kites when they burned a 3.3 ton pile of marijuana. A number of residents, including journalists in the Indonesian neighborhood, reported feeling dizzy headaches, and intoxicated when the plume of smoke blew into their streets. Some of the police wore masks when they set the weed ablaze, but forgot to mention to the folks in the surrounding areas that the smoke may affect them, too. I'm really... really... Hi. uh, They basically... Yeah. They basically gave an entire town a contact high. As high um, as a kite. I just can't believe that they would just set up, you know, just burn that much at one time. Bring your dad a kite. I mean, that's a ma- that's a that's a huge amount of weed. Just these yeah. bricks upon bricks of it. Real strong smell of weed in here, man. <laughs> oh yeah, it's too bad Steven Seagal wasn't there to hey, bust was, them all. I saw you. Um, I was talking to Heather about this, and I remember you posted something like how. This whole thing with legalization of weed, a lot of farmers think, hey, this will be our livelihood. We'll start growing pot or whatever, but it's not going to happen because all these corporate entities are exactly are taking advantage of it. And it's kind of like almost what Justified is about with this guy trying to buy up all the land to sell, to grow weed for this billion dollar empire or whatever. Yeah. That's uh, that's actually happening here in Ohio for the past couple of years. There's been uh, groups, uh, most notably one called normal uh, N O R M L. They've been trying to get uh, medical marijuana on the uh, ballot. And they have yet to get enough uh, signatures. And now this group is, um, they're called Responsible Ohio. And it turns out they're backed by uh, some pretty deep pockets, some uh, famous athletes, 
some, I mean, it, this is a huge endeavor for them. And they introduced this bill that they would control the market in Ohio on it, like 13 growth sites, retail locations, and they throw this little clause in there that, you know, if you, uh, you're allowed to grow four plants of your own uh, for sharing but not selling, basically they just want everyone to buy from them because right. they see what's happening in Colorado Lighting, where it was legalized it. recreationally and medicinally, and uh, they're just making a ton of money. Yeah, so now they're just they're basically trying to set up these mini cartels. Yeah, totally. It's 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 disturbing. It, it ain't right, Bill. No, it ain't right. Yeah, jump change. Jump change. Right, yeah, Bill, I I, I would like have? to make that money. Heck yeah. What else do we have in the news this week, Bill? Um, I think that's pretty much the news for this week. Oh, okay. If you say so. Yeah. yeah. Would you like to do some uh, DVDs? You know what? There's nothing I would rather do more than read some DVDs and Blu-rays. No, High I'm definition. Gonna, I'm going to ask Stephen this. Stephen, you're not feeling great. Would you want to do the DVD song or let TRS-80 do it? That's fine. I just remember one time on the show, I think Laura was on the show, and you weren't feeling well, but you did the DVD song, and you had to lay down on the floor. Do you remember that? I had a coughing fit or something. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Can that happen again? (laughs) (laughs) And can you get the camera out, please? I was really sick then. I was sick to my stomach. What's even worse is that we messed up, and I go, let's do it again, and we did the song over again, and then afterwards, you're like... I'm not feeling so good. <laughs> and you left so during the DVDs. Yeah, do you remember I, was, that? I was sick. Yeah. So are you sure yeah. you're yeah, good? What do you think, Bill? I'm not that sick anymore. I, I say he should push it, and if <laughs> if the worst comes to worst, you know, some we'll get something from this. Lay down. Yeah, All I mean, right. it'll be. I'm 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 now I'm just excited that he might get so <laughs> sick he has to lay down. All right, let's do it then, Stephen. Let's do let's the DVD. DVDs, everyone. Chippetoplet. All right, Bill. What do we have in the DVDs this week? Oh, speaking, you know, uh, to just go back to news briefly. Sorry. I thought we were um, done. I know we are done, but All I right, just wanted to this. ask, did you see Play that story thing. I tagged you in on Facebook about the Suck Lord? Yeah. I, I, I thought it was amazing to see the Suck Lord again. <laughs> <laughs> he lives. The Suck Lord lives. They suck. Uh, his plush toy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, I guess the Atlantic did an interview with him, and it, it, I was just like, hey, that dude, I know that dude. Yeah, say say what happens in the story or whatever, or explain uh, it. Or All right, well, it's just, um, it, it's it's an interview with the Atlantic about it. You know, he, uh, uh, what does he call it? I love that he calls his studio the, the suck hole. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's kind of, it's kind of brilliant. Um, oh my but, uh, gosh! 
I would I would have to suck? I didn't watch the whole thing, so you're gonna have to tell me. Oh, okay. I didn't read it. <laughs> oh, you didn't watch the whole video? No. Oh. What what happened, Steven? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Well, they were interviewing him saying, you know, when he, he went and got his, uh, the art studio the first time, you know, it's like he was having to pump out all this artwork trying just to pay for the studio. And he goes, yeah, probably a lot of artists are like that, but they try to put out a front like it's, they're, they're not working as hard, you know. Um, but he's like, he's saying how uh, he grew up in the era of the action figures, and so he wanted to make action figures for himself, I guess, essentially. Right. He's taking, like, he's kind of, like, breaking them down and making his own, right? Right. Yeah. And he put, you know, the gay stormtroopers and... Um, and he kind of did that on the show, too, didn't yeah. he? Or he would... That was part of what he would do. But, I mean, it was just essentially just an interview about, him, you know, him how doing his uh, little life casting. You know, it's like how it all came about. Isn't that a great story? <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Excellent. I'm, I'm glad the Suck Lord is still out there. <laughs> yeah, he's he's still producing. I mean, where would the where would the big oh Jesus Christ just don't cry for me, Argentina. Your own forty dollar little action figure from him. Forty dollars? Forty dollars for that shit? That's the cheapest one. Hi, fuck boys. The uh, I guess he the is. The stormtroopers are like seventy five bucks or something. It's uh, made by an artist, Bill. I'm not a highbrow kind of guy. Was I an artist as a kid? Whenever I would like take the legs. Off of uh, my he's sister's doing, Barbie dolls and attach toy. them to he's like my my mask Sid, figures. Sid from Toy Story did to his toys. He's got I a, was uh, Sid from Toy Story. <laughs> like a little five inch. I've been forbidden to use the force. Han Solo frozen in the pizza, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, but I'm not paying for it. That, yeah, I'm not paying for that shit. Twenty five bucks. Duly noted, sir. Thank you. I respect it, yet I would not pay for it. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> Blu-rays and DVDs for March thirty-first, twenty fifteen. Um, let's start with uh, Alice's Restaurant on Blu-ray. Oh wow! The yeah. um, no wait, uh, Arlo Guthrie's Alice's Restaurant. Yeah, okay, I was going to say wait. That, that's not Alice. Doesn't live here anymore. No, not that one. No, that's that's depressing. So it's not Mel's Diner or No, it's not Mel's <laughs> Diner. It's not Alice doesn't live here anymore. It's Alice's restaurant. Oh, sounds lame. I'm going to watch <laughs> Alice instead. <laughs> it's kind of a, a Thanksgiving tradition. At least the album is. You'd like telling me to go f- myself. So this next Blu-ray I'm kind of excited about because I remember watching it as a kid whenever my dad would rent VHS tapes and copy them. Uh, Alan Quartermain and the Lost City of Gold. Yes, I remember those with Richard Chamberlain and Sharon Stone. Yep. Heck yeah. Yeah, I remember watching this a, a couple times actually. It uh, was it a um, was it a canon film? Uh, I don't remember. I want to yes. say it is, but I'm it so probably excited. isn't. Hmm. Yeah, you know what? It might be. I, I'm. I'm. I'm going to say yes. It is. It was. And if I'm wrong, oh well. It was low be the first rent. Time. Low rent Indiana Jones. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. 
And they're All a fun right. movie. I remember them being fun. Yeah. I mean, wasn't there was wasn't there another one, the the King Solomon's Mines? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was Alan Quartermain in the Lost City of Gold, and then King Solomon's Mines. I think King Solomon's Mines was first, and then the second one was Alan Quartermain. Oh, okay. All and right. And then when he got older, he was in uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Moving on, we have um, the Beat Generation from 1959. I know Stephen loves this film. I can do uh, Sean Connery. The Beat Generation. Yeah, Mamie, the only reason I bring it up is it's Mamie Van Doren. Ah. Yeah, but I remember seeing this one. I, I don't think, this is one of those films that should have been covered on Mystery Science Theater 3000, and I don't think it ever was. I'm 10 years old, but I'll beat your ass. Here's one that kind of blows my mind. Um, there's a, there was a Spanish remake of Brokeback Mountain. Wow. Like I don't, I don't understand. I guess. Oh my god! I guess the dubbed English version wasn't good enough, so they they needed to do Spanish cowboys. Okay. So yeah, you can pick that up if you feel like it. It don't smell. It don't smell, huh? <laughs> uh, next, we have the new Warner Brothers Diamond Lux edition of Gravity. Whoa. And it's the like only reason gone. this is called Diamond Lux is because it includes a Dolby Atmos 7.1.4 um, disc? Yeah, audio on it, yeah. How, how does one play that? Play it. You've got to have a Dolby Atmos uh, receiver and four speakers in your ceiling. I, I don't have that. You got to get it. Useful as a fart in a spacesuit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is, I mean, I, I don't know anybody that has Dolby Atmos in their home yet. I mean, I'm, I'm sure people do, but that's kind of ridiculous. But okay. Hear it in the ceiling. <laughs> Turn it up. Remember that old. <laughs> you know, whenever we're at the XD thing, I still like grab my chair, like holy shit, at the XD. <laughs> oh yeah, the the red crystal. The crystals growing. I'm just like, yeah, ah! God. I swear, during that, I could scream at the top of my lungs, and no one would hear me. That's how friggin' loud it is. Yeah, it's kind of wonderful. It'd be the perfect time to murder someone. Oh, my God. Why did I go there, Steven? Where did that come from? I'm not going to the movies. Very dark. <laughs> you don't know meat is murder? It's one of the best songs ever written about industrialized beef consumption. Oh, that's you. <laughs> that makes you a murderer. Oh. All right. Next, we have The Imitation Game on Blu-ray. Oh, that's about that's, uh, Rich Little. Yes, it is. <laughs> and about how cool. he uh, developed a uh, a machine to interpret uh, secret comedic codes. What he's doing is imitating Wolverine's berserker attack with his adamantium claws. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, Benedict uh, Cumberbatch was excellent in it. Nice. He does an, he does an amazing Rich Little. 
It's and when you think about it's a it, comedy, but then they chemically castrate him. It kind of yes, they do chemically castrate Rich Little because he just should not. <laughs> Rich Little, <laughs> he he shouldn't uh, be allowed to procreate. I mean, could you imagine more Rich Littles? I mean, that's that's a horror show. <laughs> yeah, the the laughs kind of just stop at that point in the movie. Yeah, but. Good life lesson. Yeah. Uh, and next on Blu-ray, in four different editions, depending on where you buy it, we have Interstellar. Oh, Interstellar. That's a space movie. It is a space movie. It's a space movie about uh, time and space. Useful as a fart in space. And, um, and time. You know what I would like to do is uh, get that and watch it in with subtitles, <laughs> closed captioning, because <laughs> there's so much of the movie I couldn't understand because of the noise of the ship or whatever, uh, like the robot and stuff. You know, they'd be talking in the cockpit on launch. And then you would hear TARS go, and they'd be talking and I'd be like, okay, I'm not making out what they're saying. It's probably not important. Some people would laugh and I go, oh, it's funny dialogue. So I want to watch that movie so bad again with uh, subtitling. You know, it's funny. When I first saw it in uh, the XD theater, I the sound was not great. But whenever we just recently saw it in 70 millimeter, I had zero problems with it. I understood everything. It was perfect. So I think it all depends on where it was presented. I think maybe it I was... I don't know. I think that's just the way it was mixed, honestly, because I've heard, I've read where, um, um, what's the guy's name who directed that? Christopher Nolan. Yeah, Christopher Nolan. <laughs> I remember when I used to know stuff. Wally Fister. <laughs> he talked about he stands by the mix, so maybe he didn't want me to hear it. Maybe it was just so goddamn loud when we saw it in 70 millimeter that it was impossible not to hear every line. Yeah, that's true. Because it was insanely ear-splittingly loud, and I loved every minute of it. Oh, yeah. I love loud sound in films. Oh, it was just, um, it was almost, I would say it emphasized ship noise more than dialogue is what it was. <laughs> yeah, it, it did. It, did you, yeah, you it know, does we, at times. I saw that with Heather. I didn't see it with you. Did you ever see Interstellar, Stephen? Mm-hmm. I saw it with you. Oh, you didn't? Sure I did. Oh, Don't okay. challenge him, Sorry. Stephen. Sorry about that, Stephen. You did see it with me. No, you didn't. <laughs> Stephen's forgettable. <laughs> huh? I saw it at the D- in D-Box. I didn't see it in D-Box. I saw it in D-Box a week or two later up in... You it, said you saw it with me a second I ago. I did. I saw what? it twice. I'm... <laughs> I was confused. I've seen it twice. In the he th- saw it twice, hour. and the second time he saw it in an even better theater so he could understand it. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's, you couldn't hear it either? <laughs> he had to go and feel the dialogue right. at the D-Box. In D-Box. Cool. How is that D-Box stuff? It's overrated. Oh. Yeah, I don't, want, I don't want my butt shaking. Oh. Like, if, it's, if it was designed to do that, you know, the base should be plenty. I don't want some artificial butt shaker. For doing, doing was it worth the, like, $10 premium? No. I mean, yeah, I didn't think so. Bucks, I think, for, to go I'm really shaking up from this. I need some weights and a f- 
chicken sandwich stack. And your chair starts kind of just kind of floating around. Well, that's pretty cool. I might try oh, that. Oh, that's nice. I'd like to see the volcano with Tommy Lee Jones in a D-Box theater. <laughs> I'm waiting for the uh, the super uh, Diamond Lux edition of Interstellar that has the Atmos and the D-Box track on the Blu-ray. Whoa. That way I can listen and feel well, neither of them. They had like a home version of those D-Box things, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they did. I remember I would get like widescreen review magazine. I would see those and be like, oh man, that'd be so cool. Like, what they call it, like a trans- transducer or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got the rumble track in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what guys would do, they would probably much to their wives' chagrin, yeah, I tore open the bottom of my couch, put like a two by four in there. The man of those on the bottom, man, sounds awesome. It shakes my ass. <laughs> it's like ass. one of those magic finger beds. Yeah, and I just got to drop a quarter in it. His wife, like, you did what now? And there's something in the home theater forum or like uh, AVS forum that's called the WAF wife acceptance factor and when yeah. they talk about gear they go it meets the waf the wife acceptance factor that's so condescending and there's another rule in uh home theater gear and it is it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission mm. meaning just buy it and ask for forgiveness <laughs> and that's coming from joe six pack <laughs> oh yeah That was me Arr. opening a beer. That was a horrible opening a beer sound. Where's Michael Winslow when we need him, Stephen? He's on Triumph. Jack- Nothing what? a few beers can't fix, right? Michael what? Winslow's on trial? <laughs> no, he's on Jack and Triumph. <laughs> oh, I was like, he's like, what did he do? Who did he murder? Have you watched did he murder him with his mouth? Triumph? Have you watched any of that, Bill? No, and I desperately want to. The, when the episode where... For no reason, Leonard Malton <laughs> is there hanging out with Triumph. I thought it was so funny. I was like, why is Leonard Malton there? <laughs> it's funny. And Tay Zonde is a regular on the yeah, show. Tay a regular on it? Yes. And he's a horrible actor, but it's still funny because it's Tay Zonde. And the Triumph is so mean to me. He goes, oh, you're still here, Tay? like, <laughs> chocolate rain. Yeah, it's so funny. And oh, for some man. reason, Joey Fatone is on there, but he's really self-deprecating. Uh, it's so funny. One time, uh, Triumph calls him, and he goes, uh, Justin, is that you? Are we getting the band back together? Oh, hi, Triumph. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. All right, I need to look up Jack and Triumph and watch what has aired so far. All right, moving on. We have Silicon Valley on Blu-ray the entire Love first season. It. Great show. Can't wait until it comes back. It's like two more weeks, right, until it comes back? Yeah. Don't talk to me while I'm in the bathroom, please. Uh, Another show I've never watched, but I should, uh, Veep Season 3 on Blu-ray. Snap it off. We got to go. Veep is a very funny show. Yeah, I I love uh, Armando Iannucci, who who did the, um, uh, the thick of it. And, uh, shit, what was In the Loop, the film he did with the the film version of In the Thick of It? You would never Uh, believe just how many F-bombs are in that show, and it's so funny. Uh, All the characters are so mean to each other, but it's just, it's funny. Veep is a very funny show. What's great is, 
the guy that writes it uh, and directs it, he is just a he's a wordsmith of vulgarity. Like he just I, I've heard some of the most creative insults and just uses uh, from his shows that like that Peter Capaldi did uh, the in the thick of it. Um, so I don't I really need to watch Veep. All right, and finally, uh, we have Wild on Blu-ray, and this is the film with Reese Witherspoon, where she goes on a one thousand one hundred mile solo hike to Take recover a wild guess. from something or other. Oh, see, I I didn't know what that movie is about. It's I'm not trying to be a jerk. But whenever I see Reese Witherspoon, I'm like, nah, I don't want to watch that. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I'm the same way. I'm, I'm, I could take it or leave it. Yeah. What about you, Steven? Are you uh, a Reese Witherspoon fan? Yeah. Eh. Eh. He does like her right more now. than Will Ferrell. Yeah, I could watch her and probably enjoy it and not Will Ferrell. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, Adam. Adam said, "Greasy, Reezy. greasy, greasy, greasy." I know this is a wild goose chase, a fool's errand, and I am a fool. Was another Howard Stern reference? Greasy, no, greasy. that's a Kevin Smith Kevin story. Smith, that's right. About Greasy Reezy. All right, Bill, are you still there? Did I lose you? No, I'm here. Oh, okay. Well, uh, what other DVDs do we have? That's it for this week. All right, Bill. Thank you for doing the DVDs this week. You're welcome. Thank you. Good night. Here all week, try the veal. And Guys, that was episode 12 of ETL Daily, the weekly show recorded at night. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for uh, checking out the show, listening, Adam Sexton in the chat room, uh, Steven, even though you're sick and contagious, came out and infected me. <laughs> sick, and so contagious. sick and contagious. last year. <laughs> I'm on the downhill of this thing. <laughs> Downward slope. We'll we'll see. We'll see. I had a sick pig. Died quick. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. That reminds me. They just like announced the Walking Dead spinoff has a right. title. It's called Fear the Walking Dead. And I was like, that title. I, I fear it every week. That's why I avoid it. <laughs> Isn't that a bad title? Yeah. It's awful. It's not good. It takes place in L.A. And I was like, dead coast. That would have been a good There one. you go. Perfect. Something See, you're so much better at it. The sunset strip of the dead. No, that's <laughs> the sun- <laughs> Sunset death. Okay. I, I was better in the first one. I shouldn't have kept going. <laughs> but, yeah. Fear. <laughs> you guys you remember what that's from? I love it. Fear, Fear the Walking Dead. Oh, <laughs> I miss Space Bill. Do you guys remember? Yeah, space? That's, that's my favorite. Oh, what kind of thing do you do? Anger. 
<laughs> I love it. <laughs> Not finished. Not finished. Finished. God, yeah, I need to show Natalie spaced. I have yet to do that. All right, guys, go to etlandfill.com. There you will find a link to our archive. Right, Adam Sexton? <laughs> I just keep teasing Adam. <laughs> it's right there on the right, Adam. Don't you see it? Go to ET Landfill. It's right there on the right. It's a show archive. God. Oh, sorry. But also, check out... Uh, no, 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 wait. Let me reset. Send us an email at nimpodcast at gmail.com. Also... Why don't you dial this number and send us... <laughs> he said, where? It's right there on the right. It's Just look right to the right. There's there. the links. Go to etlandfill.com on the right. Look down on the right. It says show archive. But you can also send us a voicemail by... No, no, no. Let me reset. You could also dial a phone. one two zero six three zero nine four seven two nine and send us a voicemail, Stephen. Mm-hmm. That would be pretty... Wicked awesome. You could also um, join us on Facebook in the ETL fan club. How cool is that? <laughs> dur, dur, dur. <laughs> you could also uh, follow us on Twitter. Steven is at PCC Steven. Yep. Bill is at Mulberry Bill. And I am at the Jstrom. I'm very prolific. Steven tweets all the time, Bill. He like tweets movies you know how when you watch a tv show and it goes live tweet now steven's doing that well his whole thing is he wants to alert people that he's not home and his home is available to be robbed (laughs) (laughs) oh man people need to listen to the best of nowhere i'm all very to understand that joke but guys thank you so much for listening to the show and all that kind of stuff we love doing it and it was great to catch up with you bill and you steven you also and I've had a great time, and it'll be fun to uh, do it again next week. All right, guys? So uh, why don't we check you guys later, man? And, you know, I've really got to address some things, and I only I think about things like this. But, you know, like I've been doing the ETL dailies, and it's kind of like regular ETL. So when do I just switch back to ETL? I don't know. <laughs> I'm still thinking about that. Because, you know, regular Entertainment Landfill has show clips, mm-hmm. clips from shows and stuff like that. And I keep wondering, do I have time to do that anymore? And you know what's funny, Bill, as I heard Ben Stiller on uh, Howard Stern this week. Mm-hmm. And he kept saying, it's a young man's game. Like, he, w- he talked about how he was ready to jump in there and do skits or make things or do little bits on award shows. And he goes, that's a young man's game. I can't do it anymore. Part of me wonders if I can do the show the way it used to be anymore, taking all day, working on. Yeah, it evolves. Yeah, maybe. Some kind of middle ground hybrid or something. Like maybe, you know, I, the, I work so hard on all the intros. If you listen to the early shows, I had movie clips and, you know, all this stuff in there. It's hard to find the motivation to do that anymore. Because, honestly, you know, I, um, I'm i not whining or anything here. I'm just telling you, when I look at feedback we get on the show, someone like Adam from the Bay Area or uh, Adam, Adam Sexton... Or Ross sending voicemail. I'm not kidding you guys. Feedback 
fuels me. It like, oh, wow, these people listening to the show, they really like this or they really like this about the show. It fuels me to do the show. When I get nothing, I get really frustrated and I'm like, why the hell am I even doing this? Nobody's listening. And I swear, uh, Bill, just tell them that it doesn't matter um, how much somebody compliments on the last episode. If it's the next one, I start to get moody about it. I Absolutely. Get, it's like um, it's. I need that fuel to go. It's like I ate a meal last week that fueled me then, but this week yeah. it does me no good. I'm starving. You know. Hey, that was yeah. a good analogy, Stephen. Yeah, wasn't it? So it's I'm, like a. You know, this isn't an all-you-can-eat buffet. It's like we're loading it up, and then people aren't telling us that they appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, and you don't even have to tell me you appreciate it. I'm not looking for compliments. I just we're looking want, for a checkout. You know, you got to pay for it. <laughs> I just. I'm just saying, like, um, something. No, you know, okay, I'm going to say it right. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, say, the last episode of the show. Yeah. Whatever it was. Akiba with uh, with Ken, which was a great yes. show. It was a lot of fun. Zero comments about it. Nobody has anything to say on the matter. Which is fine, I guess, but it still drives me crazy. <laughs> we spark no conversation in our show whatsoever. And again, I'm telling you, I'm not whining here. I'm just saying it drives me batshit insane. I'm not kidding. It drives me crazy. <laughs> and if I think about it long enough, it makes me mad. It pisses yeah. me off. And, uh, and I can't get over that. So please... Feel free to comment. It'd be lovely because I might lose it and take it out on Steven. And he's not feeling well. It wouldn't be right, would it, Steven? No. no. <laughs> no St I don't know. Poor Steven. He's sound asleep. I'm just saying uh, just anything, you know. Okay, here's what I want you to do. Everyone who's listening right now, the two people that are listening, <laughs> I want you to sit on Facebook and on the entertainment sit on, land, sitting on a face, sit on a face. No, Bill, you're getting off track. On the entertainment <laughs> landfill fan club, where the post of the show is, listen to the show and write comments as you're listening. And this episode, I want to see at least fifty comments. Okay, and if there aren't, no more show. <laughs> Wow, you're holding it ransom. <laughs> I'm kidding. I want I, 50 comments no, so you get also, nothing. i got to also tell you this. I can't not do the show, so that's bullshit. That's a bullshit <laughs> hollow threat, but I will be miserable doing it until somebody comments, and then I'm happy. Woohoo! Like, I had this guy who said he never commented on the before. He sent me an email saying, great show, keep up the good work. I swear for that day, I was like, oh, that's awesome. This guy I've never heard from before has been listening. He said he's been listening since before the Talk Radio X days, and he's just now commenting, hey, no matter how long it takes, just as long as somebody eventually <laughs> comments, I love it. And no, I don't want Harry Knowles type of people who just spew hate. Nothing like that. <laughs> I don't want uh, spoon, the Spoony Ones comments or anything like that. But uh, I don't know. Happy medium? Just, you, yeah, something. I've got to say something because it drives me nuts. I'm not kidding. I will look 
at I'll even look at old shows. Like, dude, there's shows that I will like say Adam and I, Adam from the Bay Area, we'll talk about some old show or something that uh and I'll go, that's one of my favorite episodes ever. Go back and look at that post. No comments. Nobody thought anything while listening to it. And I'm just like, oh, you know what sucks is when we were on the Hollywood Saloon Forum, mm-hmm. uh, we had all the swily feedback and comments for each of those shows. I could go back any time and read them. They all got wiped away. It's so sad. Yeah. Uh, that was my fault. No, no, no. Not that one on uh, the Hollywood Saloon. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, wait. It, I guess it was your fault we got kicked off there. <laughs> yeah, it was my fault we got kicked off there. Uh, but There's only there's only, only so much a guy can take in a event. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, our other forum before we went to Facebook, really this Facebook is better than a forum, though, anyway, right? Yeah, I think it encourages more – wait – no, no it actually doesn't, doesn't encourage more activity. Any other time. No, but I'm not. Hey, it's I'm, free. Keep in mind, we have Adam Sexton. We have Adam Howard commenting, mm-hmm. uh, and that's awesome. I need somebody, and I I love those guys for doing it, too. That's cool. And uh, We need some Rick back and some Michael Kiley back. Yeah, I would love to. You know who I'd love to hear from? Sean Uyoka. Sean. I haven't heard from him. Oh, yeah. Time. I wonder what he's up to. Now yeah. that he is the master of film, he's... And we, Bill, we haven't heard from Swiley in a long time. I know he's busy, but... Everyone's a little busy. Like, one thing, like, I was talking uh, uh, about this with Andy. Like, he was like, hey, you guys, 10 years of podcast. What has that gotten you? And I was like, it's gotten fr- us friends. Lots mm-hmm. of cool friends. Yeah. And I started thinking about all the people over the years, and I would love to start hearing from those people again as we lead up to August, which is our 10-year anniversary. How cool would that be? That'd be wonderful. And, you know, um, it would just be awesome. So, anyway, rant over or whatever. I'm not holding anything ransom. Maybe Steven. I'm holding him ransom. Oh, he can have him. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's looking for that guy. (laughs) Where's Steven? He's on the floor. Yeah, I uh, shouldn't have seen that DVD song. Uh. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to the show. Bill and Steven, it's been great uh, talking to you, and we'll see Always. you next time. All right, everybody. Bye. Bye. Later, man. Chicken tonight, like chicken tonight, like chicken tonight. Now this is podcasting.